Joining me now as we take a look at the equity space is Viv Governor from Miranda Swiss Offshore. Thank you so much for your time, Viv. I feel like there are a lot of catalysts affecting investor sentiment right now where markets don't really know where to look. So we had, of course, um, the news coming in of that missile attack in Poland um, with initial assessments saying that uh, they came from Ukrainian forces at least. It doesn't mean that it's from Russia, but it is an unfortunate um, incident. And then you also had Tencent coming in and saying that it will distribute some, uh, well, its stake in a Mechuan, um as a special dividend. That's really boosted NASPARS and process. And then you also have, um, you know, some of the numbers that are coming out, retail sales locally and also in the U.S. So what have you been focusing on today? A couple of things. Firstly, the um, obviously you looked at the the Poland Russia thing last night. Uh, for a, like a little while, it, it seemed possible that the Russians had accidentally shot into Poland and killed two people. And the danger around that is that Poland, of course, is a member of NATO. And NATO has a thing called Article Four. And Article Four means if you attack one of the NATO members, you attack all of them. That means including the U.S. and the U.K. and so on, countries with nuclear weapons. Uh, so the fact that uh, there was a possible attack of Russia on Poland and could have triggered Article 5 was obviously a very dangerous situation. The fact it turned out to be um, Ukrainians uh, that actually, you know, fired those missiles. Uh, they obviously were unintentional. They were trying to fight against Russian missiles, etc. Uh, obviously, it's a bit of a relief, but it does indicate just how dangerous this war is. It just could have easily been, I mean, the Russians have, uh, you know, also had missiles go off track and so on. It could easily have turned out to be a Russian uh, missile. It could easily have... Uh, you know, sparked, you know, an escalation of the violence and, you know, that's very dangerous. And of course, the um, situation around uh, ShopRite is very interesting and, and Woolies and Spa, mm. because it gives an idea of what's happening in the retail sector in South Africa, uh, as well as to a certain extent in like Europe. Um, and it's a very clear indicator as to how the certain economy is looking right at the moment. And I think that the ShopRite numbers, especially, you know, the fact that uh, we see people basically going to a ShopRite and going towards Woolworths. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, spa is to a certain extent one of the more expensive uh, producers. I think I, I saw a recent kind of like, you know, basket being compared across the, the, the group of uh, different uh, retailers. And uh, ShopRite was the cheapest and spa was the most expensive. But the difference wasn't large for the whole basket. It was like 50 bucks, less mm. than 50 bucks. But of course, you know, in South Africa, that does mean a lot to some people. And of course, you couldn't see that if you are going to save 50 rounds at the shop, you might as well go to the cheaper retail if you can. Yeah, so that's that the thing. Yeah, I actually want to zoom in on spot because it's got it's gotten quite a hammering from the market today. The last time I checked, it was down 15% after the release of those results. I mean, has the retailer certified itself as a laggard in this grocery retail space? To some extent, it has. Look, it's 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 finding real difficulty with uh, you know getting a business in. That's it says the cost of promotion and the cost of uh, you know fuel uh, are problematic, and you know obviously the cost of promotion. Uh, is obviously trying to get sales to the door. And so the fact of the matter is that they cut that dividend and they had that uh, um, that drop in, in, in uh, you know profitability is something I think that they have to be uh, concerned about uh, going forward. As well as, like you said, the model not working that well in, in, in Poland. Uh, you know, it's kind of weird that Poland comes up twice in this conversation is for totally unrelated yeah, you know, yeah. factors. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, so that, that also shows that the model might not be as transferable as they would like. Yeah. Let's go into Woolworths um, because, I mean, uh, it, it's also considered to be on the higher end uh, when it comes to prices. But actually, um, seeming that the market responded positively uh, to uh, that uh, trading update. But considering that... Um, the results do come from somewhat of a low base because of the lockdown restrictions in Australia in the prior year. 
Is the expected 20% increase in headline earnings satisfactory? Well, the market liked it. <laughs> so, <laughs> in the market, yeah. So, there's nothing you could say, yes, it was. Uh, that being said, I would say that, you know, it took me by surprise just how resilient the company has been. Uh, the fact that they, they, that they are recovering and they are seeing that uh, return uh, from COVID is obviously a bit of a positive coming through. Mm. But it, it was surprising to me that we're still seeing, you know, a uh, reasonably expensive retailer doing well in this market. Yeah. All right. Uh, still in food, but uh, going to the food producers, we had Tiger Brands also coming out with a trading update and uh, seeing something that you don't usually see in Tiger Brands is the increase in the share price. So they had a revised <laughs> year-end trading statement uh, saying that uh, they expect HIPS from continuing operations uh, to be as much as 53% higher. I was looking at that stock and it's had a really torrid time for the past year, but now it's, it's kind of like back um, at levels that were last seen in July, August last year. Um, what's your take on this food producer? Would you be brave enough to dip your toes? Uh, not in the food sector at the moment. Okay. The reason being is that the the whole food uh, input costs has not been that story has not finished. Um, we are still having you know, the issues with the Ukraine and Russia. It looks like another year gone by uh, because remember they have to plant in winter for the spring harvest and they plant again and for the autumn harvest. That's probably you know the way things are looking going to be unlikely for them to have a planting coming through as large as they wanted to be. Yes, they've had that agreement with the uh, Turks to get stuff out of uh, Ukraine, uh, but it's quite limited. And of course, I think more importantly than anything else is the fertilizer situation. Fertilizer prices remain elevated, and those prices are going to be passing on to the consumer next year as well. Yeah. All right, let's go into actually your stock pick. I was actually about to say PPC, but maybe actually before your stock pick, what are your thoughts on PPC really seeming like they are push and pull factors, but in general, the markets seem to really like it. Um, yeah, the broader business, what do you think about it? Look, I mean, it's, uh, it is a bit of positive to see coming through today, but I mean, that, that share price has been going down. Yeah. In terms of you know, longer-term investments, I think in the current environment, especially when you have interest rates as high as they are, construction is going to hit the hardest. Because yeah. construction tends to have, you know, have real sensitivity to high interest rates. If you're going to build something that's going to have lots of you know, future revenue, that mm-hmm. you have to you know, basically um, devalued quite drastically by high interest rates. Yeah. And you're spending the money up front now. So that's uh, going to have a negative effect, I think. All right. Well, let's quickly go into your stock pick uh, for today, Viv. So I picked Meta a couple of weeks ago. I don't recall that. And I'm keeping on to the Meta story, even though it's up over 20% since I picked it. Uh, the reason being is that Meta, the story there is that Mark Zuckerberg just has to basically change his mind about Meta. And, and, and basically, even if he spends like a couple of billion dollars a year on this pet project, as long as you're not spending, you know, $20 billion or $10 billion or $15 billion, those kind of gigantic numbers per year on Meta, mm. Facebook as a whole is so profitable. Uh, I think of the top six, uh, you know, most visited uh, social media sites, Facebook is number one, number three and number six, uh, um, you, know, you know, with WhatsApp and with uh, Instagram. Yeah. So there's a huge amount of money in that business. And I do like it as a business on its own. Yeah. Uh, it's just the concern about Meta's spending, which now it seems to be reversing. Yeah. So fingers crossed. All right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for your analysis today. Viv, Viv Govinda from Rancis Offshore.